0: Hey everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today I'm joined by my friend Cat and we're talking about the film There's Something About Mary. Hi Cat. Hi Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so thankful that you're you're here with me to talk about this movie. I'm very excited to break this down with you. Me too. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so, a few things before we get into it. The release date was in 1998. It's directed by the Farrelly brothers. It stars Cameron Diaz, Ben Stiller, and Matt Dillon. The imdb.com summary is, a man gets a chance to meet up with his dream girl from high school, even though his date with her back then was a complete disaster. It has a 7.1 on IMDb, and it made $369 million worldwide. And then just a few other things, it was nominated for two Golden Globe Awards back in 99 for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and Best Actress for Cameron Diaz. All right, so Kat, let's start with you. What would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? I would give it an 8.5. Ooh, okay.
1: Which I think is kind of high for um, rom-coms usually, right? Yeah. From what I've researched.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that 8.5 is quite high, but I am quite close to you. I'm actually giving it a 7.9. Oh, okay. <laughs> my question for you is like, why so you mentioned this film is one of your favorites. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about your your relationship with this movie?
1: This movie was the first movie I ever saw that made me laugh so hard I was crying and I almost <laughs> peed my pants. Truly. So I love a good laugh. It's such a high for me. It's it's the best feeling in the world. And I laughed so hard. I still remember, like, I was holding my stomach. I was tearing up. I was cramping. I was laughing so hard. And then I finally, like, I've never laughed that hard before. And it's, I can't remember the timeline if it was the first one that made me really like Ben Stiller or if it was Zoolander. No, I think it was this one. It was definitely this one. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz, like I knew her from, I think it was The Mask, right? She wasn't, she had yeah. mask. And there were a couple other ones, but no, I just thought they did such a great job. And I don't know, more than anything, I love a good laugh over a good cry. So that's why I would rate it that high. And I feel like, especially, you know, I rewatched it recently and it was really nice to to laugh that
0: hard again. Totally, I actually was thinking about my relationship with this movie and I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I have a very distinct and specific memory about receiving this DVD as a gift. So this movie came out when we were like in middle school slash early high school. So for me personally, I think this movie was like, too adult for me when it came out. Like I didn't really understand it. Like I think I was more grossed out by the humor than like understanding and leaning into the humor. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually hadn't rewatched this movie in years. Like properly rewatched it. So I rewatched it yesterday, and this movie is freaking hilarious. It's I, hilarious. <laughs> I forgot how funny it was.
1: Yes, yes, and I I agree with you. It was it was kind of adult for us, and I think. I think that's why I also, it also has a special place in my heart because the scene with the hair, right, is what it's known for. Yes. With Mary's hair. And I definitely was grossed out by it, but (laughs) it was also a little bit of coming of age for me because Mm. I would say what, we were end of eighth grade, beginning of ninth grade for us because we're the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't. Fully understand, but I, I got enough of it where I was like, "OMG, that really happens, like in real life, <laughs> or, or like that happens to a man in real life." And so it was almost like coming of age; like it broke my innocence a little bit. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely adult. But all the other scenes were just so funny, and even even the hair scene is funny. But I would, I would say that was my. I didn't laugh as hard as everyone else did in that scene. I feel like mm. there were so many other good ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cameron Diaz is definitely one of the reasons I really like this movie so much too. So I wrote down here. So ninety four was The Mask. Nineteen ninety seven was My Best Friend's Wedding, and then ninety eight was this movie. And then she does Charlie's Angels in two thousand. Oh, okay. so she kind of was like on a really hot streak for those like five six years. But also noteworthy, she hasn't acted since twenty fourteen. Really? Yeah. So. <laughs> I did some digging on Instagram for Cameron Diaz and she just launched like a a clean wine line. Oh! So she's she's in the like health wellness space. But yeah, I kind of was like, I wish she was still doing movies because she's such a a joy to watch. She's so vibrant and like so charming in this movie. Obviously, like everybody loves Mary, you know, so she really epitomizes that character. But yeah, she's like the perfect woman in this movie.
1: Yeah, I like how... I mean she's obviously very sexy and very attractive, but I, I like how she's she's just an ordinary girl at the same time. It doesn't get to her head. Yeah. That's why I enjoy the character Mary so much. My best friend's wedding is one of my favorites as well. Love
0: that movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it like not a Mary character and I love I love the Mary character so much. Yeah. And she's successful. She's a freaking doctor. Yeah, <laughs> which I also forgot about until I rewatched it. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, she's a doctor. <laughs> she's a freaking orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I I was watching this and I was like, gosh, Mary is so perfect. Like she's beautiful, she's smart, she's generous. She spends her time volunteering with her brother and other disabled people. She just. Mm-hmm buys lunch for people. She, you know, everything. She's just perfect. But then I was like, this is totally like a dude wrote this character. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> because, well, first of all, what doctor
1: orthopedic surgeon has time for that?
0: <laughs> right. right. Yes, totally. I'm like,
1: pretty sure they're,
0: they're booked, right? Right, right. Um,
1: yeah, you're right. A dude totally wrote this movie because it's unrealistic expectations for a woman. How about that?
0: Yeah, I wrote <laughs> down. I was like, is Mary a character who like, women want to be and like men want to be with. I was just like yeah because she's just this ideal woman that probably isn't Yes, in existence.
1: Yeah. I think in real life Mary would not have that much free time. I mean she I think she would want to do all that good that she does. Right, like, right. You know she wouldn't just be waking up midday you know <laughs> giving, golf. giving a hamburger and an apple <laughs> to people <Right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing golf yeah <laughs>
0: so yeah, it's a little unrealistic. But I did want to mention that I was watching it and I was like, wow, Mary's wardrobe is still very classic. Yes. I would totally like wear those clothes that she's wearing in 1998. I mean, mm-hmm. there's also something to be said about the 90s coming back. So there's that too.
1: Right. No, I feel like she she looked very classy. The only thing I noticed, and I actually watched this with my husband and we were both like, I don't think she ever wears a bra did you know right
0: (laughs) what's with that i was wondering the exact same thing i was like why i wonder if this was like cameron diaz's like thing or they wrote it in the character as mary but she's never wearing a bra
1: no she's never (laughs)
0: and (laughs) and she can pull it off but it's very distracting yes i found it incredibly distracting no no me too (laughs) Well, there's that one scene where she goes on a date with Pat Healy, who's Matt Dillon's character, mm-hmm. and he's like, Can I touch your bosoms? And I was like, what, What's happening? Yeah. The scene is, What? This is one of my WTFs, not to yeah. like totally skip ahead, but. And then she lets him. I'm like, What? This? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I will also caveat that I think I watched an unrated version or the uncut version, so there may be some scenes that I saw that aren't in the original cut. So that
1: bosom touching is not in the original cut. Okay. Well then yes. there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think I've seen the uncut version and I, I think yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad that we kind of established that now because it did seem just, like, way out there. And yes. the fact that she would just let him touch her boobs, like, on the street, yeah. like, just in public, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What are some other things that you liked about the movie?
1: The prom scene is my all-time favorite. That's when I mm. almost peed my pants. <laughs> the beans and the franks. Yeah. <laughs> just everything, like, poor Ben Stiller. Like, he he's that, he just can't win. And no. From from the start with Mary riding in at the high school, mm-hmm. I feel like she portrayed that very well. The the music was perfect for it, and then you find out she's Warren's sister. I loved meeting Ben Stiller's friend, who's actually Stanford from Sex and the City. Yes. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely, I would say my favorite scene of all is the Franks and the Beans, and then how randomly the um. Firefighter
0: walked in, <laughs> and
1: wasn't there another guy? There were two men that walked. There was in. a like, cop,
0: yeah, a cop and a firefighter. A window,
1: like <laughs>
0: so random.
1: And the the last part where it was like three, two, one, and then it was like we got a bleeder.
0: <laughs> yeah, I lost my shit. I totally forgot that whole scene.
1: <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then just discovering how creepy all these people are with Mary. I mean, not not that I liked it, but like it just added so much different layers to the,
0: to the yeah. movie.
1: Like from Norm to Pat Healy to yeah. finding out who Woogie was.
0: Yeah, um, Woogie. I totally forgot that. I was like, I know Woogie is someone. And then I totally forgot they brought it back at the end. I was like, yes. oh my gosh, so ridiculous. Yes.
1: They played that really well. A hitchhiker I didn't I didn't know that about about hitchhikers how they could be dangerous I mean I never picked one up but like right I felt like I learned learned a lot of things from there's something about Mary when I was <laughs> in middle school you know like I'm like oh that's a thing so yeah and then um my husband and I actually also were loving the random guitar guys and, and like the, the drumming yeah I thought I thought they added so much color so I love that
0: <laughs> how about you I, so one thing that I really liked about this movie is that Ted, I like that he's like this kind of geeky, normal guy who's not the super cool, popular kid at school, but can like end up with, you know, nice guys can finish first.
1: That was one of the things I wrote down. I liked how the nice guy wins in the end.
0: Yeah, he's not perfect. He's kind of doofy, but it, it kind of makes you empathize and want him to end up with Mary in the end.
1: Yes. And I, I like how, I mean, this is the cheesy part of me, and this is why I like rom-coms, that he he was willing to fight all the way for his mm. love, you know? Like, he found someone... I mean, it was kind of creepy how he did it, but right. I admire his perseverance.
0: Yeah. No, same. I agree. There's a few other things that... I mean, so he's had this crush for 13 years. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean... I was trying to think if like there's a crush I've had for 13 years and I mean you never forget like your first crush. I don't know if it's like a lifelong crush but you're just like oh I wonder what that person's up to. How is that person doing? So I think there's some kind of fantasy about that too. I agree. At
1: the same time I think that, and, and again, I, I don't want this to be about my husband, but I feel like <laughs> because I found my husband when he, when he was young and we parted ways. And I feel like if it was 13 years later, I'd still feel the same. Mm. So I empathize with Ben Stiller's character a lot yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been with your
0: husband for a very long time.
1: Yes, we've been, we've been together for a long time. But I understand that not getting over someone feeling.
0: I guess.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, which I've never really said out loud. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very vulnerable now. <laughs> this is a safe space, cat.
0: This is a safe space. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, it it is almost silly and unrealistic, but I I think there there are those out there that
0: yeah, um, there's some yeah. human element to that for sure. I think yes, yes, for sure. This movie, like I mentioned, I hadn't really seen it in a in a while. But the one of the best things, obviously, is that it's just like ridiculously funny. There's so much shock value to this movie that I think still holds up in 2020. Mm-hmm. The whole Frank and beans, like the actual close up of the Frank yes! and beans being stuck yes! yes! in the zipper, like. What the heck?
1: I remember just, I I was cringing, but then I wanted to see because I was laughing so hard. I I still remember all that, (laughs) yeah.
0: Like, there's so much buildup to that close up. You're like, oh, everyone's like seeing it and wincing and like, oh my gosh. And then you finally get the close up. You're like, oh my gosh, did that really just happen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then cut to, we've got a bleeder. Yeah.
1: Yes, we got a bleeder. (laughs) I, I wanted to punch Pat Healy in the face, but I also thought, Matt Dillon did such a good job. Oh my gosh, yeah. Of portraying him and the teeth, and yeah, he was (laughs) hilarious.
0: He plays the Smarmy character so well. Yes, yeah. The like thin pencil mustache, the teeth, yeah, totally. So I haven't really seen a lot of Matt Dillon movies. I know he's been like famous for a long time, but this is like the movie I think I associate Matt Dillon with. So I've always kind of pictured him to be kind of a sleazy guy in real life, just because of this movie. I mean, he plays it so well.
1: Yes, he does. He plays it very well. And then I actually went down a rabbit hole with the the cast, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize Warren's, the actor that plays Warren is this famous guy from Deadwood, which I've never seen before. But yeah, he's an actor, a writer and a producer. He was the camera guy in Scream. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I haven't seen that in a long time, but I feel like that's a significant character or something like that, right? The (laughs) camera guy. (laughs) Same. <laughs> so I don't know, after doing all that, I'm like, oh, wow, he's, a, he's also a very good actor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. So one of the things I wrote down is one of my favorite things about it is that there's this like human depiction of a disabled person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the butt of the jokes. It's a very like, Mary loves her brother, and she'll do anything for him. But you know, it's it's just like a, a normal family would, I think. Yeah, Yeah. So the actor's name is W. Earl Brown, I haven't seen him in anything else. Like, I don't watch Deadwood either, but um, I, I found myself wondering, I was like, is this an actual handicapped person that's no, acting I, in this movie?
1: I asked the same thing, and that's why I went down the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, wow, I think, well, one, I think he did a very good job, and I really enjoyed Warren's character as well, and I enjoyed everyone's interactions with Warren, you know? Yeah. I, I also liked how it was a human depiction of, yeah. of him Yeah. So.
0: There's just so much to like about this movie, actually. There's actually one last thing that I have is... So this movie came out in the late 90s, and I was pleasantly surprised that there were, like... I think I'm a little bit jaded. I think now that we watch a lot of things, we expect a lot of things to be diverse and, you know, show real world and real people. But I was like, oh, Mary's dad is black or stepdad is black. And, yeah. you know, one of her best friends is also black. I was like, uh-huh. I really I liked that. I was like, it's not just white people all the time.
1: Yeah. And also, though, that scene where he goes to pick her up for prom. Mm mm-hmm. And the dad opens the door and I think all of us were shocked because we didn't expect it, right? Right, right. We didn't expect it at all, but there was also that humor to it too because he's just like, Mary went to the prom with Woogie, like an hour (laughs) ago, and and he just kept busting Ted, and I like that too. No, I thought there was a surprising amount of inclusion of all walks of life Mm -hmm. in this movie, which I really appreciated. And like you said about the shock value – I think it's still a strong movie today. Like I wasn't missing anything from it. Like I I thought like everything was very funny and I was still surprised when I was supposed to be surprised and grossed out when I wanted to be grossed (laughs) out, you know? Yeah. I think it, I think it still could hold a candle today compared to what else we see on, on the screen.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. Um, Let's pivot a little bit to what we don't like about the movie. Do you have anything in particular? I know
1: it was supposed to be funny. But when Pat Healy, Matt Dillon's character, said the R word in reference to Warren and his friends, it made me comfortable a little bit. And I know he was it was supposed to be like, oh my gosh, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Are you serious? Mm. But I think in today's world, you can't use that word at all. Yeah. Even in a joke. So I don't know if I if I laughed or not back then, but I definitely didn't laugh this time. So mm. yeah. I think there were a lot of ridiculous moments in the movie, but I there wasn't much I didn't not like. Although, right. why don't you you tell me what you didn't like, and maybe some stuff will pop up for me.
0: Yeah, I do think I, I agree with you about that scene. I, I will admit that I did laugh, just because cause Pat Healy just like said it so matter-of-factly. It's supposed to be funny, yeah. And Mary's like, uh, that's very in- politically incorrect. Yes, but then like yes, he... Yeah justifies it you know he does and comes up with this like ridiculous story about this kid in a cage like Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i did find that a little bit over the top there was one part that i did find a little dated i mean i am watching these movies now with an extremely closer eye as well and i mean it's still funny but it still doesn't mean that it's not wrong is that when healy does find mary and tells ted like oh mary is like fat and has like four kids and she's just put on a lot of weight and now you know she's a mail order bride but like they kept kind of honing in on the fact that she gained weight Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Ted being like I don't care about that you know that that doesn't mean anything to me but the joking about someone being overweight didn't really sit well with me either
1: yeah I would agree with that
0: yeah and so there's a character named Sully who's played by Jeffrey Tambor who is Healy's friend who picks him up in Miami he's like a cop yes yes So in the extended version, he's someone who's trying to be sober, but then like Healy peer pressures him into drinking, and then he goes back to using coke. And then in one particular scene, Sully is eaten by his snake. Did not see that. What? (laughs) There's a reason why I think this was cut from the actual movie. (laughs) But he gets back into using Coke and he like has a pet snake in his apartment. And I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, this is, this is a little much. That was a WTF actually. More, more not a dislike. <laughs> it was that like, is,
1: what that is definitely WTF. <laughs> I, I have one thing that, that comes to mind. I understand everyone's obsessed with Mary, but I think they make too light of like being a stalker. Mm. I think if it was remade, and maybe it's because I watch too much law and order now. And <laughs> I'm also a mom, you know, like, yeah, and, yeah, you know, I, I just see things through a different lens, but I think they definitely make being a stalker almost too funny. And, and some, mm. of, some of the things like being a peeping tom, that kind of stuff at the same time, though, we live in such a serious world now, we do need to just laugh a little, right <laughs>
0: so. yeah, no, I agree with you. That's true. like everyone is very stalkerish, and you're right i didn't I didn't catch on that because I was like, this is you know I was in the moment of this is like ridiculous and so funny, but Yes. You're right. It does make light of following someone to extreme measures, for sure. Like, to the point where Mary has to, like, change her name in college. Yes. Like, what? Yes. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny, but for some yeah. reason, they made it so funny.
1: <laughs> and I actually, I remembered who Woogie was, but at the last scene where he's, like, about to attack, you think he's going to attack her? I started mm-hmm. getting scared. Like, I knew what was going to happen, but I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, Even if he was, first of all, he just showed up. He just showed up in her house. And then it looks like he's going to attack her. Like, she should kick him in the balls. Yeah. (laughs) He was going after the shoes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I got a little scared because I'm like, oh, Mary, run.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: Or call the cops. I don't know. Yeah. But then it, it was you know, if it was today, if Mar- if it was Mary today, the stalkers would be stalking her through social, right? Mm-hmm. Or something else, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Other ways. So I don't want to make such a great movie into something serious. But there were, you know, those are a couple of things that I'm like.
0: Eh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. totally. Let's move on to themes if you took any away. But for me personally, I wrote down literally There's not that many themes that I took away just because this movie was straight up silly for me. And I didn't feel like it had any particular message. Like there was no like female empowerment or I didn't take away any like female empowerment messages. It was just like straight up silly. This woman is so beautiful. We all love her. I I kind of mostly took away that this uh, ideal of a perfect woman is just, I don't know, built up in our heads, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this was the segment that I wrote down that you can just obviously tell this character is written by men. Yes. She's got a good sense of humor. She's beautiful. She likes and she plays sports. She's kind and sweet. And, you know, to top it all off, she's an orthopedic surgeon.
1: Yes. Yeah. The only, you know, theme that I thought was a takeaway from the movie is the good guy can win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, yes, I agree. There's no female empowerment at all. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I think about it, I'm like, why do I like this movie so much? And I think it's just like the memory of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> the memory of how funny it was for me. And it still was funny for me when I, when whenever I rewatch it, but there's definitely no deep message at all, right? <laughs> so, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's, totally fine you know like this yeah. movie really brought a lot of joy to my day yesterday I was yeah. like this is batshit crazy like but yes. Favre is in this movie too yes I was, it was like, a WTF for me <laughs> like so random yeah and like to your point about this movie maybe coming out like when we were coming of age mm-hmm. yeah this also like I feel like I learned a lot too it's that you know that whole the hair gel scene like I I was like wait can this actually happen like can men like not know where their load went and it ends up on their ear like I I didn't even know
1: (laughs) men did that to be honest when I watched it
0: and then I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah totally I think I was like maybe even lockstep with you it's like I didn't know what semen looked like at that age too so I think that's why this movie wasn't highly rewatchable for me as a young person but like now watching it as an adult you're like holy shit this is so ridiculous it's
1: so ridiculous and you can escape especially what's going on right now for a little bit Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and just laugh yeah yeah yeah, and I remember revisiting this movie when I would get really sad sometimes or really lonely when I mm. lived away, you know, and it would just make me laugh. It's one of those feel-good movies. Yeah. I think probably different than other romantic comedies, right? hmm It's like a, a knee slapper.
0: <laughs> so. It definitely is. I think a lot of it is because we don't really know Mary. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, we kind of are also observing her from the outside in, like, just through the lenses of all these different men. Yeah. So there's no, like human connection in this movie it's mostly just like the journey of these crazy dudes and their their obsession with mary right so i think like to your point about traditional rom-coms like the thing i like about certain movies is we see like human relationships evolve and grow but that doesn't necessarily happen in this movie in particular not at all (laughs) right it's it's just so silly and I enjoy it, you know, like, not every rom-com needs to have some real human element to it.
1: Yeah. And and backtracking you know on what I said about Ben Stiller in the beginning, like, I'm a huge Ben Stiller fan. Mm-hmm. I love all of his movies. And most of them, I would say, like, 90% of them, he plays a very similar character Mm. To Ted, right? Or, or I'm thinking of what Meet the Parents, mm. and, and I don't, and I don't want to like hone in on other movies, but I feel like he he's always this goofy guy. Maybe not the sexiest, except right. in Zoolander, he's supposed to be super sexy <laughs> in a funny way, right? But like, right. but I think it, it, it's so natural to him to do these parts, and and the way he delivers his lines are always <laughs> they just they're extra funny to me.
0: Yeah, he's got some special kind of like physical comedy of him where yes. He's not, like, the macho guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of the average Joe kind of guy. And you're rooting for him. But he also is able to play, like, vulnerability really well. And just, yes! like, this, this like, uncertainty of himself also. Yeah, I'm trying to pull from other movies. And, like, yeah, we won't go into them. But, yeah, you're right. I've never really noticed that about him, though. It's so true.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoy his characters because, you know, he, he can't win but he just goes with it and he still keeps trying <laughs> and his reactions are hilarious and he knows you know he's probably getting the short end of the stick but he's gonna keep going yeah but in this one he has got married so yeah
0: he got married he got married at the end for sure yeah over brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why don't we like actually skip to the WTF moments? Because I think there's probably a lot more there. We can we can circle back on other things if sure. it comes up. But Brett Favre, WTF. WTF, 100%.
1: <laughs> like very, very, very ridiculous and terrible acting.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, terrible acting. I totally <laughs> forgot. Like, I don't even think I knew who Brett Favre was when I first saw the movie. I didn't. But yeah. re-watching yeah. it yesterday, I was like, I was watching it in my living room and my husband was, you know, in a different room. But Brett Favre came on the TV. I was like, wait, is that Brett Favre? And Frank <laughs> in the other room, he goes, yeah, I remember he's in this movie. I was like, oh my gosh, so random. So yeah. WTF. But yeah, yeah. terrible acting. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible. But then it made it even more funny to me. Like just True. Just me how awkward
1: he was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Magda in general. Loved yes. her character. But so many WTF. <laughs> With the uh, kissing her pookie. What's his it uh, Puffy. Puffy.
0: Puffy. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and her boobs. Her boobs. Oh my gosh, those boobs. That yeah. stayed with me. I think that image, like there are a few scenes that have stayed with me since 1998. And I think yeah. that's one of them. I was yeah. like, oh no, is that what like old boobs look like?
1: Yep. Yep. They are. Old yep. tan boobs. Or were they tan? Yeah, they were tan.
0: <laughs> well, she's tanning everything else yeah. but the like, you know, her nipples. But yes. Yep. Oh boy. Yep. Graphic image.
1: Mm-hmm. The her boyfriend wanting Mary at the end, I thought yeah. was a
0: little far fetched. Far fetched. I wrote down the exact same thing. I was like, I don't I don't need that. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about social media. So my whole WTF is that this movie wouldn't happen in twenty twenty, just for the sheer fact that Ted wouldn't need to hire Healy. Right. <laughs> Ted he could do all the digging on his so. own. Yeah, you just go on Facebook. And, yeah. you know, Mary would totally be on Facebook if she were single. Yeah, that's one for me. I mean, obviously in 98, this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Another one I have is, why does Ted choose to drive from Rhode Island to Miami? Like, that's a long-ass drive. That's a good point. That's good <laughs> point. And extremely ridiculous. And then he wouldn't
1: have gotten caught at the rest stop.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's there to have other plot holes like, picking up the hitchhiker and coming across these men giving and receiving blowjobs at this rest yes. stop. But like, yes. yeah, why didn't Ted just spring for a plane ticket? Like that could have. I don't have, know. Yeah. Does that still happen, by the way? Rest
1: stops? Like, is, that, know, a, is that like a known thing still? Or <laughs>
0: I didn't even know it was a known thing. Same. I have no idea if that's a thing. God, if that is a thing, I hope that is like more like not exposed. Because if yeah, I don't know. That's disturbing. I don't ever yeah. want to come across like a bunch of people just like in the dark doing yes, that.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, I know. So it will be
0: frightening for me.
1: Hopefully, that's not a thing. <laughs> Let's hope
0: so. Let's hope so.
1: Uh, yes, the the road trip extremely ridiculous. I think Mary not being married is kind of, or like mm. at least married once by now, right? Yeah, is a little WTF. But I, that's also what makes it so funny. But the reason it sounds like. She wasn't. It's because of that pizza guy. Yeah, norm. and I thought the pizza guy. I feel like in real life, it would have been very hard to cover as an architect. Yeah, like to work two jobs because if you he <laughs> was at that convention thing, like someone would have been like, "Like, who are you? What are your credentials? Why are you here?" Right? Totally. So, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the commitment that Tucker slash Norm had to go through to, like, yes. learn to walk with crutches and, like, that whole scene where he's, like, he dropped his keys in Mary's office. Yes. I, it yes, was just, like, wow. Yep. Tucker really committed to, yes.
1: really, to really faking
0: committed. his disability. Wow.
1: But I love the scene when he goes, I love her, man. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so ridiculous.
0: Oh my gosh, I totally, yeah, I wish I was watching this movie for the first time, just so, you know, I could take away all these little gems, because it's just ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm, agreed. There's one other WTF that I couldn't get over, was Ted just shows up in Miami, and Mary has, like, she only asks him once, like, what are you doing here? And Ted doesn't even have an answer. Yep. If I were Mary, I'd be like, no, really, why are you here? Yes, yes. Do you have family here? Like, why? Like...
1: He's also... Wasn't he just, like, behind the tree or something like that, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So absurd. And and she didn't see Woogie, either. Like, that all... that's, That's very unrealistic. More than WTF, it's just very ridiculous and not... Yeah. I mean... I guess you could you could pinpoint that for all the scenes of the movie. For also. sure. But yes, you're right. With Mary, I, I would have asked,
0: you know, why are you here?
1: What are you yeah. doing
0: in front of my office? Of all right. Things. Of all things. Like, also, like, to the point of Mary just being obviously unrealistic, it's just that she is so naive and just, like, yeah, just understanding and forgiving and all these other things. It's just, yeah, th- If this, if Mary were a real person, no way.
1: And and too trusting of Tucker, Norm.
0: Yes, for sure. So actually, I have a question for you. Yes. Of the men who love Mary. So there's Tucker slash Norm, Healy, and then Woogie, and Ted, obviously. Yeah. Who is the worst?
1: Ooh, good question. <laughs> I feel like I need wine with this.
0: <laughs> yes, um, that would have been a great idea. Yeah, I should have had a drink. <laughs> okay, hmm, who is the worst? So I'll share with you who I think is the worst. And then we can maybe talk it out a little bit more. So I think Woogie is the worst. Just because he was deceiving Ted all those years of their friendship. They claim to be best friends, I think. But for Woogie to never ever tell Ted, like... Mary is the woman that I was obsessed with in in high school. Like, they Woogie was supposed to have gone to prom with Mary. So, like, he played that end game, or the long game, really, really uh, intensely.
1: Yes, I agree. Woogie's a shitty person, and he also clearly has – he doesn't care about his wife.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, also a character written by a man who is just, like – uh, here are some cigars. I'll bake some fresh baked cookies. And yeah, I'll give you a blowjob while you're watching while sports. While you're watching like, cops, yeah. Oh, cops, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. s- no, that does yep. not happen. Completely written by a man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Totally. Yeah, he is the worst. Agreed. I was thinking when you asked me that question, who is the worst for Mary or to Mary? Mm. And I think they're all kind of equally bad, right? They, yeah. They're all very deceiving
0: They're pretty bad. Like, Tucker lying to Mary about just basically who he is as a person, but also, like, fending off potential suitors for Mary, like, lying about those guys, Mm -hmm. or, like, planting lies. And then Healy just also just picking up and leaving Rhode Island to Miami. Yep. And then also lying about who he is as a person.
1: Yep. And also eavesdropping on all her conversations and poisoning the dog and... (laughs) (laughs) So That poor dog. That poor dog. Puffy was a great character. Yeah. Added a lot of color as well.
0: Puffy was great. I will say though that the scene where Ted fights Puffy, like it was funny, don't get me wrong but then like i don't know if i needed all that time with puffy like i think true i think it could have been a little shorter and had just a, like it would have been funnier but because it was a little bit too long i was like okay this this bit's a little let's move it along now
1: yes yes agreed it was kind of long yeah i had enough of puffy already with matt <laughs> dillon's character yeah i thought that was that was funny and it was and then that was it we didn't need any more
0: agree i loved the matt dillon like that whole bit with with puffy that was great
1: yes yes I think Woogie's well, the worst.
0: Woogie's well, the worst?
1: Yeah, he's definitely the worst. I mean, she has a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but deceiving Ted is not good. Yeah. And then, actually, I would think, I think Norm Tucker is the second one up there.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because he's been playing this game much longer. Yep. And, you know, living two lives. And I guess I'm a little more forgiving of Pat Healy, Matt Dillon, because he he was a bag to begin with. And, you know, he he came into this game, you know, much later. Yeah. He's probably the sleaziest of them all. But yeah, I think the other two are a little bit worse.
0: Yeah. There's also something to be said. So like we know that Healy is overhearing Mary's conversations with her girlfriends and stuff like that. But he basically tries to conform to all the things that she wants, like on paper.
1: So the other thing I
0: kind of took away is that, yes, Pat Healy or fake Pat Healy, you know, checks off all these boxes that Mary thinks that she wants, but also, you know, it's not about what looks good on paper sometimes. I mean, granted, Healy is, you know, he doesn't deliver this person to be (laughs) great. You know, he is so slimy and gross. So Mary's kind of sees through all that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's something to be said about even though you want certain things on paper that doesn't really... Sometimes add up to an actual person in real life.
1: Right. It doesn't always translate. Exactly. Yeah.
0: We talked a little bit about the ending, but do you have any other further thoughts about it?
1: Well, I liked the ending because it made my heart happy. Mm -hmm. But what I liked even more was when they were singing the Buttercup song. Yes. Everyone was dancing. That was my favorite. And I thought it was a great way to round it all off.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, so the end happens, like, yes, Mary chooses Ted, but then we also see Magda's lover, like, shoot one of the singers, yeah. which I didn't need that part.
1: Right. I didn't either. I thought that was ridiculous.
0: So ridiculous. But then, yeah. yeah, the the end credits rolling with everyone, like, the cast and crew singing Build Me at Buttercup, that, yeah, it just rounded it out really well.
1: Yep. Yep. I remember downloading that song after <laughs> I watched it for the first time, and I still love it because it reminds me of this movie and everyone yeah.
0: just dance, the cast coming together. Yeah, it's such a feel good song. I totally had forgotten that this was part of the movie, but then as I was watching it, I was like, I think this is one of the reasons why I liked this movie all those years ago because it was just it ended up on a like a on a high note, and like <laughs> I found myself this morning just having the song stuck in my head too.
1: Yeah. It's a good one and I like Ben Stiller in it how he starts it off with the why do you feel me
0: <laughs> so silly.
1: He does that in some of his others which I'm going to have to add to a list for you. So Yeah,
0: please because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like is this a Ben Stiller thing? Which maybe it is.
1: It is I think it's a Ben stiller Cameron Diaz because I'm drawn t- to the two of them. I would say more Ben Stiller than Cameron Diaz
0: mm, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I think of the two Ben Stiller is the stronger actor for sure mm.
0: yeah i I agree. I think Cameron Diaz while she's so much fun to watch. I think you know, just like her physicality, she's so beautiful, like there's not she's a whole so lot beautiful. of acting that needs to happen to like yeah. to translate to us like a lot of mm-hmm. things, but ben ben stiller is he commits.
1: I will say, though, I think she did do a very good job in this movie. I think it was probably easy for her to be Mary. Totally. Right? I think any actress slash model could have been Mary, though. And mm-hmm. and I thought she, she fit the mold the best.
0: Yeah. She's just got like this huge, bright, toothy smile. Yep. Like, she's very warm. So you kind of, there's something about Mary, which, you know, yep. it's it's easy to believe.
1: Yep, she's a little goofy, but she's also super smart, and she's got a big heart. And Mm -hmm. yeah, her reactions to the other characters were very genuine. Yeah. Four stars, Cameron
0: Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Cameron. (laughs) So one of the questions I have here is, which character has the most character development? But like I mentioned earlier, this is not really a character development kind of story. So this is like the first time for me, I was like, no one really has growth. Like, all the assholes still remain assholes. Oh, yeah. Ted just gets the girl. Mary doesn't really evolve, right?
1: Yeah. Let me think about that for a second. Mostly, yes. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know. I would say Mary choosing Ted is evolvement for her a little bit, right? Mm. Because you know, she's been choosing the wrong guy. She's been going on dates with awful people. Mm -hmm. And... She knows he's the good one out of all of them. She could have yeah. just married the football player. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: gone that's again. true. So that's true. In that three-minute scene,
1: perhaps there's a little bit of
0: evolution there. <laughs> no, I think you're right. There's something to be said. Like I think Mary finally realizing, like maybe this is what I want. This might not be like the quote-unquote obvious choice. Like mm-hmm. maybe Brett Favre is the obvious cho- or whatever. I don't know, or the easy choice. But yeah, maybe her choosing Ted is like choosing to be with a good guy versus like i don't know the footballer right if that makes right. any sense yeah
1: no i i completely agree i mean it, it's a, it's an easy choice to pick brett i mean he's <laughs> handsome and he's rich and he likes Warren and all these things right and he's very yeah handsome. did i say handsome already <laughs> <laughs> i clearly really think he's handsome um, but yeah he, she went for ted because yeah he makes her laugh
0: yeah yeah do you think Mary and Ted end up like? Do they stay together in the long run? I think they do. Mm. You don't? I think I'm. I'm a little unsure, just because like, I mean, just through the lens of the movie, we don't. It seems a little superficial, just because like thirteen years have gone by. Like how things can change in thirteen years, but I was like, how well do they actually know each other? Maybe they know each other really well, but for me, I was just like not totally sold on them lasting forever. But I could see it, but I could also not see it. I
1: I think the hopeless romantic in me says they end up together and they were meant for each other. Mm. And at the end of the day, you just want to be with the one who makes you laugh. What movie is that from? I have no idea, but it's true,
0: (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's really true. It's very true. You'll want to be with the one who makes you laugh because really, like,
1: what else is more important, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like sexiness goes away, you know. Phys- mm. Physical attraction, you know, you get old. Yeah, so. things
0: fade for sure. Things start looking different.
1: I'm sure they have they have a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah, like, are we going to live in Florida or Rhode Island? And how are we going to get rid of woogie and <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of stuff? But yeah, but I think I think they end up together.
0: Okay, let's go with that. I like the hopeful romantic in you. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to why do you think or do you think this movie is beloved and has longevity?
1: I think a lot of people forget about this movie or have forgotten about the movie. So you think this
0: movie is like underrated?
1: I do. I feel like I see a lot of romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of anything else, though. Okay. In the pool of romantic (laughs) comedies, perhaps it's underrated because... It's not like the others, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe if someone wants a laugh like that, they're gonna go watch Jackass or something. Sure, right. When when you think about Ben Stiller, you don't really think about this movie
0: first. Mm. Yeah, you think of like Zoolander or something like that.
1: Yes, and I think he does a damn good job in this, and I I laugh so hard. Yeah, but that's just me. I've been um, naming this movie as my favorite movie since it came out. like I, I, I remember when there, I had an AOL profile. Oh my like, gosh. I put, there's something about Mary under favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie and I go way back. But when I did that, people were like, what? Really? That's your favorite movie? So
0: yeah. So I think it's underrated and people forget about it. I do agree with you that I think people forget about it. Like I mentioned earlier, it's not the traditional rom-com like I think it's more like the comedy and the romance is second
1: yeah it's definitely comedy first I'll agree with you on that
0: yeah I think maybe this is looked at the lens of more of a comedy which it straight up is you know and yeah but I think like the fact that Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz are in this movie like that kind of lends a lot of longevity to it just because Mm -hmm. they're huge stars but yeah, I think I agree with you that it's a little underrated. There's a lot of
1: big names in it. I think all
0: of the actors are are highly recognized. Yeah, and Woogie is played by Chris Elliott, who I don't know if you watched Shit's Creek, but he's on Shit's yes. Creek. Yep. So that yep. was like fun for me. And there's actually Sarah Silverman is in this movie. For yes, her. she is. <laughs> she is. She's one of the friends. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, same. I was like, whoa, I, I don't think I knew her in, you know, 1998, but right. cut to 2020, obviously, a lot of people know her. So that was, right. that was enjoyable.
1: Right. So yeah, I feel like people forget about this movie. And it's definitely it'll make you laugh. So yeah. hard that you
0: cry. Yeah, I wrote down that like it's, the humor still holds up. It still has that shock value all these years later. So
1: yeah, I, I still hold to my um, eight and a half stars.
0: Yeah. No, you should. You should. I think this, this movie has a lot of nostalgia for you, too. There's less so nostalgia for me, which is probably why it's not higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was, this was a big – I mean, I was looking when I did my research. This movie made $369 million. Like, that's mm-hmm. huge. That's a lot of money at the box office. Yeah. That's crazy. I think – I mean, Cameron Diaz
1: was a huge name when this came out,
0: right? Yeah. Like, she was the mm-hmm. it girl. Yeah, like I was looking at her IMDb, like she doesn't have a crazy long IMDb, but like when she came out in the 90s, like it was just hit after hit. Yeah. So like, you know, that's why I think that's how she became a household name. Like she has the oddball here and there, but for the most part, she's done pretty well for herself. I think she's underrated, to be honest. Mm.
1: Because if you look at her roles where she was the big star, I mean, everyone gives her crap like she plays the same character, but she really doesn't if you compare them without talking about other movies. But I'm just yeah. saying, I think she's a little underrated. Got it. I think they assume she's famous because she's pretty. but I-
0: Yeah, she did some dramatic roles, too. I think it would have been more interesting to see her in some more drama roles. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I think comedy is what I think the masses enjoy watching her in. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish she would return to acting just because she's so enjoyable to me.
1: Yes, she's she's just a feel-good person, yeah, I feel like. for
0: sure. Yeah. So I have a few trivia points for you. Okay. So, considered to play Ted, also were Owen Wilson and Jon Stewart. Oh! I, those would be very different movies. I'm glad Jon Stewart's not in it.
1: Same, but I do really like Owen Wilson.
0: Yeah, I could see him in it. I could, yeah, it'd be a little bit more, like, spacey, I
1: guess. yeah. I think Ben Stiller was the right pick. Same. I think Owen Wilson can has that goofy element, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has the nerdy element that I think Ted
0: needed. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: I mean, I don't think the Franks and Beans scene would have been the same. <laughs> no. With Owen I, Even with like, fake braces on, I,
0: I don't think. Yeah, I can't picture anybody else other than Ben Stiller in this role.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they chose him.
0: Yeah. And then considered to play Pat Healy was Bill Murray, but he was considered too old. And then a few other people were Hank Azaria, Cuba Gooding Jr., and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn would have been funny, I think, but yes. not as sleazy. Agree. I think it was perfect. Perfectly cast with Matt Dillon.
1: Isn't Vince Vaughn super tall? Yes. Yeah, I,
0: not as sleazy either. Yeah, it would have been a very different portrayal of Pat Healy. Yeah. The scrotum scene, so the zipper scene, Uh is actually inspired by a real-life incident, (laughs) (laughs) but... So the Farrelly brothers, the the directors who also wrote the screenplay, they have a sister who threw a party at their house, and the parents had to help a boy who accidentally zipped his scrotum. I can't imagine that being... yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot. (laughs) I thought that...
1: (laughs) When we were watching it, we we're like, that is not poss- like humanly possible. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, mostly because like there's usually underwear, right? Yes. Like- yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess if yeah. you're going commando and you're not careful, which Right. To me seems very unrealistic because I would assume most men would be extra careful with their sensitive area.
1: Right. (laughs) But I think he was just so like in a rush to zip up because they thought he was masturbating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which
1: why would a boy be doing that in the bathroom before prom? Like in yeah. In your house. Like it just (laughs) But wait, backtrack when the mom is spraying the scrotum with the
0: Why did you think that was a good idea? Oh my
1: gosh I don't know. she just like over and just did a couple
0: sprays. I was dying. Oh my gosh! I yeah, that whole scene just is so cringeworthy. Yeah, but it's just so iconic at the same time. Yeah,
1: you know what? I don't know if you feel the same, but I to me that was the highest point of the movie. Mm. Like I laughed the hardest there. And the rest was just kind of, like, not downhill, but it wasn't as funny to me as that scene. Like, that scene got me. And it's not that the rest disappointed, because I, I clearly love this movie. But, yeah. like, it's usually, I feel like the climax of a movie is usually not in the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that's the scene. Like, that's the scene I'm going to love for life, you know? Yeah. And it got me, and I don't think the hair gel scene compares.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you that the the zipper scene is like, well, which do you think is the most iconic coming out of this movie? Is the hair gel scene or the zipper scene? The hair gel scene was the most advertised. Yeah.
1: I didn't see the, the zipper scene at all
0: advertised. Yeah, because it's just, you can't really show the close-up of no. the Franks and Beans <laughs> and the zipper.
1: Yeah. I think the hair gel scene was the most iconic. Yeah. In...
0: Like the marketing? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But to me, when I think of that movie, I think that zipper scene was it.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. I think like as a young <laughs> preteen in 98, it's just like so much shock value. Like, so yeah, That I think that was mostly like the reason why it was so funny. But yesterday when you watched it, did you laugh
1: harder in any other scene?
0: I don't think so, to your point.
1: Right? I didn't either. I still laugh a lot, but I wasn't, like,
0: hyperventilating. Right, right. I think because there's just so much buildup in that scene where, like, the dad sees it. The mom sees it. The, the cop fighter. sees it. The <laughs> firefighter sees it. And then you're just like, wait, what does it look like? And then, bam, they hit you with the visual. And you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I say the scene, I'm, I'm like, talking about from, from, like, the minute he rings the doorbell. Like mm. when he when he does that really dorky wink to the the parents, like I've got a baseball for you. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. With his like braces and everything, and he <laughs> winks like
0: he's such a he's such a dork, and he's he so hard. I know. Just
1: that whole like the beginning, that was it for me. Yeah, and it was back then, but I still continue to watching, and I because I think Ben still are so lovable.
0: Yeah, no, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So when we were talking about recording and I saw your list of movies, I was like, there's a common thread in these movies that Kat likes. hmm Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. I understand now. Yep. It's Ben Stiller. <laughs> ben Stiller, for sure. Yeah. Um, two other points of trivia is that Cameron Diaz and Matt Dillon were dating in real life during filming.
1: I remember that now.
0: Yeah. I think they broke up, like, right when this movie came out. Okay. But I forgot that that was, like, a moment in the 90s. Yes. I remember, yeah. And then this is really random, but the Hotel Cardozo, which is where Ben Stiller stays, is owned by Gloria Estefan. Oh, wow. So random, but I just yeah, to throw that in there. Yeah, that is so there. random.
1: Wait, I totally remember seeing that in my Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> or, like,
0: Seventeen, one of those, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron Diaz, well, she dated really random men is that wrong to say yeah but like I don't think she had a type right that's that's a better way of saying it it was just always surprising to see who her her partner was at the time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um did you have any last takes before we
1: wrap it up it's really nice to analyze a movie and talk about it out (laughs) loud especially one that I've held so close to my heart yeah it is funny though how I usually like things with a heavy theme or like something that fights the good fight, but Mm. when I step back I'm like, what was what was (laughs) the takeaway from this? And and I guess I love it so much because it just makes you laugh.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's funny, it still holds up, but I think a lot of it has to do and I don't I'm I'm kind of a sentimental person, and I, I mm-hmm. put a lot of weight on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there's a, a lot to be said that this movie came out when it came out, and we were at a certain age. Yeah. So like, I think we did learn. Like, I don't think I learned a lot about sex about this movie, but I think you know I learned more, maybe more about like the male perspective and you know, yeah, men are dirty and gross and all these things. Yep. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> learned that too. <laughs> But yeah, I think that, you know, we saw this at a very formative time in our youth. So it was just like, yes, that much more enjoyable and ridiculous and funny. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: I do think though, it's still one that you can pop in at any time, even today, and it'll still make you laugh. It's highly rewatchable to your point.
0: Yes. Highly rewatchable. Highly rewatchable. And like, I think there's something to be said, like, yeah, there's not a lot of like heavy themes to take away from it, but I think that's Mm -hmm. why it's so rewatchable that it's just a treat to watch Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz.
1: Yes, it is a nice treat. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for doing this. I really, really appreciate you doing this with me. It was really fun. And I hope to have you on again very soon. I would love that. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thanks. To all tuning in, thank you for listening to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can find us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and let us know what you think about this movie. Where does this hold up in your favorite romcoms? And we'll chat with you next week. Bye.